0: Is Matthew Fialka uh, and a song called? Uh, well, it's Carol Fialka actually, and the song is called "Hey Matthew." Uh, we're talking to Matthew Matt Hunback. Uh, good morning, Matt. How are you? Good morning, Kev. Thank you. I'm good. Good, good, good. Uh, We are talking The Government Inspector, which is at the Nottingham Lace Market Theatre. uh, The Government Inspector, or a little local difficulty. It's on the 27th of February to the 4th of March. uh, and, And we're going to find out a little bit more about that production. Now, The Government Inspector, that was written 197 years ago. So tell us what this play is all about, Matthew.
1: Uh, yeah, the original was uh, written 197 years ago. That's a good piece of uh, trivia. I didn't know that, Kev. Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is an updated version of that. So it's been specifically, specially written uh, by uh, Philip Golding uh, for, uh, for the lace market. And it's set uh, in, instead of Russia... As the original was, it's set in a nondescript East Victorian uh, town, and the plot is essentially a farce, and it revolves around um, mistaken identity. I think when people have asked what it's about, the best uh, touchstone that I have is think about the classic Faulty Towers episode called "The Hotel Inspector." Oh, I know. And if anybody's seen that, it's basically where Basil, uh, Basil Faulty gets into a bit of a tizzy because he, he gets wind of the fact that a, a, a hotel inspector is coming to inspect his hotel and he mistakes uh, one of the regular guests for this hotel inspector. And he obviously goes overboard and then tries to hide his pomposity and his corruption and all this kind of stuff. Right at the very end of the play, the real chap, the real inspector pops up and um, uh, it's too late then. So it's the same sort of plot um uh, it's a, basically about uh, a corrupt mayor of a town and a cast of very colorful larger than life characters who are all in their way grotesques, but in a very funny sort of way and corrupt and they're just trying their best to uh, you know make themselves look innocent uh, and as best as they possibly can for this uh, for this inspector uh so yeah that's it in a nutshell really
0: just looking sort of through the descriptions and everything um, for the play uh, it mentions corruption which you've mentioned bribery, mistaken identity which you've uh, also mentioned deception lies the whole lot. It's a right little evil play <laughs> Listen, I, I'm looking I've seen it before I know how good uh, this play is and I know how funny the play is as well. yeah uh, absolutely. and even though it's as old as it is, I mean, the story is just as topical today, isn't it? With, with stuff like politics and, and everything like that. It's, it's a very topical piece to put on.
1: Well, absolutely. And that's why I think we're, we're, we're sort of doing it uh, at this time. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of stories uh, over the recent years about sort of local uh, councils, should we say, close to home, <laughs> that have perhaps <laughs> misspent funds and so forth. Uh, and there's lots of corruption in, in politics at the moment. We're all very much aware about that. Um, uh, but it's also about, you know, our, our, our sort of individual's pettiness and, and trying to elevate, the, uh, elevate themselves Uh, uh, whilst putting others down. So although the description does sound like it's very serious and it's a very sort of uh, thinky sort of play, this this iteration is very much uh, played for laughs. It's very much farcical. And I think the best word to describe it would be uh, silly. It's a bit of silly fun. And uh, hopefully we get you laughing within the first five seconds uh, that the curtains go up and you won't stop um, until it's finished. It's sort of... um, Uh, it's akin to almost those sort of type of spoof movies that we don't really see anymore. Um, You know, I'm I'm thinking like uh, Naked Gun and Airplane and things like that. That's the sort of energy and style and the sort of the gag rate. Uh, So, yeah, we've got those serious themes underlying, which gives us something to think about on the way out. But hopefully... It's going to be very funny and you're gonna be laughing all the way
0: oh well i know we are because as i've seen it before i, I know just how good this play is that's why i'm looking forward to it so much good. so and good. you even make a cameo appearance in it don't you oh that's right yeah <laughs> it sounded like you'd almost forgotten then that you're in it <laughs> well that's the thing we're, we're, we're currently
1: in, the, in it's still in the in the sort of the last throes of rehearsal and obviously i'm very much focused on uh Uh, On the other actors, so I sort of keep forgetting that. Oh yeah, I've got to come up and do that, do that (laughs) bit. Sort of surprise cameo. I I won't say anymore, but yeah, I thought I'd do a little uh, Alfred Hitchcock or Quentin Tarantino homage, shall we say? (laughs) (laughs) It's two lines. It's two lines. I'll give myself that. But you know, on a serious note, we do have we do have eleven actors in this. It's a big, big cast, and uh, you know, it was just. it was out of necessity rather than ego um that i'm, that I'm taking that part it's not like i, I i'm insisting that i must play a part in my own
0: show <laughs> as a director do, i mean do you prefer working sort of with larger casts or, or do, do you prefer sort of the smaller cast size
1: mm, that's an interesting question um i would well i've sort of done both um I think both have their challenges and their rewards. I think if you've got a smaller cast, you can you can obviously spend uh, more time on on those moments with the characters. If you've got a larger cast, uh, a lot of the initial rehearsal time will be uh, you know, uh, dealt with the blocking and making sure the stage picture is is running smoothly. Um, it is um, it's a little bit difficult to manage a larger cast. Uh, Covid is still a thing. that's still unfortunately having uh, a bit of an effect. On, on our rehearsal schedule uh, a couple of people are out are out with covid at the moment so um the challenge there is uh you know with a large cast we're trying to get people to understudy um, uh, their fellow actors roles if there is a problem i'd say uh, yeah I, w- I would lean towards the uh, the larger cast because there's more there are more people in the room more opportunity for for, for good ideas and comedy moments Uh, my philosophy is always the best idea in the room wins so we've got people in the cast picking ideas every moment we've got rehearsal and we've we've come up with some really nice really nice moments that way so very much enjoying working with a large cast yeah
0: now there's there's a a role there that you mentioned which um in local theatre it it very rarely exists and that's the role of the understudy um Mm. so how, I mean, how has it been sort of with, with the cast sort of not only learning their lines, but then having to sort of possibly understudy somebody who may not be, uh, be in there? Because we, we see the big productions and the touring productions and they've all got understudies listed in the programme. Local theatre doesn't really have, I'm not going to say the capacity, because some local theatre groups do have quite large Sort of yeah, membership uh, in there. So, so how how has it been with with the cast that you've got at the moment? Sort of learning their own lines and understudying as well, possibly understudying.
1: Well, um, we, we, we learned this lesson the hard way through um, this time last year. I was, for the race Monkey, directing um, How to Disappear Completely and Never Be Found. And that was a much smaller cast. And unfortunately, somebody had COVID maybe three three or four days before the opening night. We had, uh, luckily, our stage manager, Tilda, stepped in, saved the day. But she got COVID like, the day before the show opened. Wow. So we had to get an actor to come in and literally have maybe two or three hours rehearsal. Uh, and she nailed the part. She had, um, you know, she had a script on stage. So this was very, very much in the forefront of my mind as I was auditioning the actors. I, I intentionally went a little bit overboard. We could do this play with six actors, seven actors, if we needed to, but we pushed to get eleven for that particular contingency of you know, having everybody um, available um, to study other parts of the roles if necessary. It has proven a challenge because. Once you're in the middle of rehearsals, you, you, you sometimes forget. Oh yeah, COVID's fine. Everything's going smoothly. Nobody's nobody's getting ill. Um, perhaps we don't need to focus on that, and um, we we, we, did, we let it slip. Perhaps, uh, but now I'm very grateful that um, that our actors have taken the time out to just quietly sit at the back of the audience and observe and uh, take notes, and we do have a couple of um, understudy rehearsals. Uh, just to make sure that's all running smoothly as you say though it is very much um, unusual for uh, an amateur theatre to do that but again sort of born out of necessity uh, perhaps it's something most groups and most other productions should be thinking about um, Mm. because Covid's not going away is it it's still there unfortunately Um, and the only alternative is to cancel a performance which we really don't want to do no
0: no, tickets are selling fast they are indeed um because um i I think i'd seen on the website that um one of the days i'm not sure if it was the afternoon that's already sold out uh something like that but I, i do know that they do sell out really fast at the lace market theater so and fingers crossed the people who maybe are affected by covid at the moment that's in the production they've got another seven days or so anyway so Fingers crossed it'll all run to Absolutely. To. We don't want to be thinking about that. No. We want to come in and think about positivity and
1: upbeat energy and, and laughs because that's, that's the message I think everybody needs to hear about this show. Yeah, it's not about the, uh, the reality. Leave reality at the door, yes. I think. <laughs> come in and you'll be transported to a sort of strange, slightly wonky, otherworldly Victorian world where everything's a bit off. Characters are larger than life. It's like a cartoon sort of thing come to life. And that's reflected in the set And the costume everything's just a bit oh that's wonky why is that wonky why is the table wonky why is the (laughs) why is the set at a slight angle why the costumes slightly pantomime-esque it's all a bit over the top and colorful and, and and strange that's the kind of atmosphere fun sense that we've tried to capture
0: Well, that's the thing about theatre as well. It can take you to another world uh, altogether, which is one thing that I love about theatre. Now, I'm glad you mentioned Mm. the costumes there, um, Mm. because, as you say, it's set in sort of Victorian-ish era. Um, And I know Max Bromley uh, is, you know, he's the king of costumes uh, over there at the lace market. So what uh, what can we look forward to costume wise and what's Max got for us?
1: Well, absolutely. Yeah, we do. I mean, I think that's one of the the great strengths of the Lace Market Theatre is the costume department. Yes. And, um... Uh, and max uh you know is heading up uh, our costumes absolutely he's great uh, and he's he's got a, he's got a big job uh, to do 11 cast members um and i am quite uh, i'll just say i'm quite demanding he's got to look right <laughs> so it's not i am not giving him an easy job um so we're trying to, we're trying to capture that that sort of ah, it's almost a dickensian feel to the costumes but elevated to a sort of slightly cartoonish Pantomime-esque sort of degree. The mayor, for example, one of the main characters, extremely pompous. So he's always going to wear his really elaborate uh ceremonial robes he has two chains of office because one's not good enough he's got a ridiculous hat with plumage that looks like uh, a couple of peacocks have been slaughtered for it uh so you know there's lots of wigs there's lots of silly glasses uh it, it's that kind of thing we we we've got a hint of you know the 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 russian style you know just to just to suggest the original uh, in there as well for for the officials for the for the so called government inspector um, so, yeah, I think it, it looks very sumptuous on the stage, uh, especially with the great lighting uh, that David Billen is, uh, is, is providing and, and the set design from Nick Hedges. Um, it, it really, it really, it really pops. So uh, it's something to look at uh, and feast your eyes upon, that's for sure
0: visually and um everything else entertaining really um so no reason for anybody not yeah. to come down and just have a really good laugh um at this i mean that that i suppose is why there's that little sort of open bracket after the government inspector uh, with a little local difficulty it gives the game away really Um, It does. It does. And that's
1: just to differentiate it as well from the classic. Because as you said yourself, you've seen the original. Yes. uh, Even if you've seen the original, this is this is a different iteration. It's been updated. It's been changed. It is a brand new adaptation. Yeah. So there will be uh, unexpected things. Yeah.
0: Oh, looking forward to that, then. Now, then, you have been voted Nanda's director of the year. Uh, I mean, that is a brilliant achievement because there's so much excellent competition. what, what well, does you, that yeah. mean to to you yourself to to be recognised for you know being a, a great director?
1: Well, um, that was for um, that was for a play I directed a couple of years ago. That was The Hound of the Baskervilles. Um, and again, that was uh, it's it's really it's obviously really really nice to be recognised for uh, for for that work, theatre and directing and acting. You know, that's been something I've been doing all of my life. Uh, I've I've sort of Wait, uh, been to drama school, done it professionally, um, and I think it's just it's a great t- uh, testament to the team of people that you work with. I like to surround myself with with you know a really good, strong team and really great, strong actors, and you know it's not all down to the director by a long, long way. Um, you know uh, it's a great set design, it's a great uh, technical crew, stage manager, and uh, and the actors and the costume people. It's it's everybody pulling their weights behind uh, the scenes to make it work And i think the director's job is to focus that energy and enthusiasm and provide a vision and if you're doing that and you, your enthusiasm for the production it becomes sort of contagious uh, everybody jumps on board everybody's willing to trust your vision and everybody gets on with it and then if you've managed to, you've managed to capture that sense you've got a good production at the end so um it's great it's really nice to get the award. Um, I, I, you know, I'm not motivated by by doing that. I just think the best thing to do is, um, what would I like to see? So, you know, what would I like to? See? Am, am I finding this dramatically interesting? Am I finding this comedically funny? If not, I'll change it to my own tastes. And usually uh those tastes match with uh, with the audience so i'm quite lucky in that regard
0: i think it's like having a watch and if you've got good cogs in the watch it works perfectly yeah, and it looks absolutely. nice once, once you get sort of a cog which isn't working that, that's when the problems and uh i i know that there are plenty of great cogs uh in the lace market theater uh, that, that, And
1: what's nice to see kevin is that we've got some brand new members in this production as well that's what we're always looking yes. for is to get more more members involved in the lace market we've got some brilliant stand out brand new members in this in really uh, substantial roles uh so uh, the chap who's mistaken as the government inspector uh is is uh is uh, played by a new member called Louis street and he's i think he's a really good uh, phenomenal actor i think nanda might have their eyes on uh, on his performance that's uh, that's my um, that's my bet for this year's award season.
0: I, sh- I should be looking out for him. So, and it, and it's great as well that yeah, uh, you know, local theatre are getting more male actors involved because, in the past, you know, a lot a lot of community theatre, local theatre, amateur theatre, mm. whatever you want to call it, uh, there's always a slight sort of different ratio male to female actors uh, aren't they so it's great that yep. we're getting more actor- male actors uh, involved in the theater was, was that anything Absolutely. to do with the, um, the the open day that you had uh, the, the, the other week um or, or was this mm. something else that uh, that attracted him
1: well i i do know for a fact that one of our new members d- did did turn up to op- an open day and uh, um uh, Emma Rayner, actually, I think she uh, she came to have a look, uh, just sit down and watch what was happening. In the audition. I had no idea about that. I thought she was she was there to audition, but she just came to observe uh, part of an open day. And I said, "No, right, you you come and stand up, read the lines." Uh, and she hadn't prepared for this. She didn't know she was going to be <laughs> reading in an audition, but she 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 had a go, and and she was she was cast there and then on the spot, um, which is great, and she's doing an absolutely fantastic job. So, people are. Certainly, coming because of the open days, but I think it's 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 something we're very keen to 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 push here at the latest market. We want, you know, diversity. We 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 want to diversify our membership really um, more so than it is. We are making strides, but yet yeah, we we need uh, people to come along, younger people, people from any kind of walk of life please come along to the lace market even if it's not an open day you can knock on the door you can pop your head in you can have a look there will always be a friendly member there to show you around and just talk you through what we do here so always absolutely on the lookout for new uh new membership perhaps you've seen the show perhaps you watch the show and you think i'd like to be involved in that in some way perhaps not on stage perhaps backstage um, uh, perhaps set design or costume design or something of that nature we'd very much like to hear from you absolutely
0: and of course you mentioned they're sort of younger people as well the lace market theater have got their very own excellent youth group um as well um so it doesn't matter what age you are just pop along and just go and go and have words uh because i i know you lot are very very welcoming so uh, you know, don't be shy if you are interested in getting into local theatre. Pop along, just just see what they do. Uh, they'll they'll have you in there. They will in acting. So
1: <laughs> they will, they will. And that, that, yes, it's great, great mention there for the for the uh, youth theatre. Their next show uh, is Lost, and that's on uh, I think sort of just after after the government inspector. That's on the twenty eighth of March, I believe. Uh, so yeah, the you, youth theatre is always always great. Always looking out for youth members as well.
0: Definitely, twenty eighth of March to the first of April. Lost uh, is on there with the uh, the youth yeah. theatre. So, uh,
1: right. How but we... but um, before you buy a ticket for that, you must buy a ticket for the government inspector. Well, of course,
0: <laughs> of course, yes, <laughs> definitely. Uh, the government inspector is on twenty seventh of February to the fourth of March. Uh, it, it's not long. It's not far away. Tickets are from ten pounds. How are tickets going, Matt?
1: Uh, tickets are selling really really fast. So I would I would. Snap them up as quickly as you can. I knew a few dates are sold out, but we've still got availability. I think early in the week, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. So, uh, yeah, snap them up. Uh, a cheap, slightly cheaper rate on Mondays. So that would be uh, perhaps the good date to go if you're uh, if you're on a budget. Yeah.
0: Brilliant stuff. Go online, have a look. You can pick your own seat and everything and just get it done that way. You know you've got a seat then. So Or, or just, mm. just pop along on the night and just risk them having seats available. So uh, I'm down on Monday night. And I can't wait to see it again. Cause it, it is a, a very, very funny um, play. Matt, it's been lovely speaking to you this morning. Um, Thank you, Kev, and you, too. Maybe next time, you know, we'll, we'll get you in the studio. But I, I know there's been the, the issues with yeah. sort of COVID. Next time, we'll, we'll do it, Do that. But uh, lovely to speak to you this morning. And find out more about the Government Inspector. Uh, take care, break many legs, and we'll see you down there on the 27th. Thank you very much,
1: Kev. Thank you. Bye-bye. Cheers,
0: Matt. Bye-bye.